The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. My cousin, Rav Nochem Frankel Schlite, has a son-in-law, tremendous machanach, a tremendous speaker. His name is, well, he has a meisels, and gezogt a meisel. There were two mishpachis that lived side by side in Borough Park, in a semi-attached house. They shared a common wall. And one neighbor was an elderly woman. She passes away. Now the children are going to sell her house. And they sell it. You know, they're very concerned with the neighbors are. The kids, the neighbors come, they visit. And they go inside the house and they see house hasn't been touched in 50 years. So it's time to do radical construction. So they hire a crew, and for a couple of months they're pounding away, breaking walls, breaking the stairs, breaking the, the floors, the ceilings. Beautiful. The family moves in, next to neighbors, Invite them for a suit of Shabbos. They become fast friends. Fast friends. And they share the common wall. So it's important that people respect each other's privacy. The walls are paper thin. Mamish Ganeden. Hatachta, this earth. But there was one sticky point. You see, the old neighbor who was there first had a meticulous lawn. Mamish. Every blade of grass was trimmed. It looked like Yankee Stadium. The lawn was unbelievable. And the new neighbor also had a beautifully tended lawn. The problem was the lawn in the back, the backyard. The old neighbor... Gorgeous, manicured lawn. Now, Benebuch, the new neighbors, they were wonderful people, but the lawn became like a junkyard. Pipes and plumbing and an altar toilet seat, you should excuse me, it looked just gefelach. And he was tempted a few times to say something about Senegea, his, his backyard, here's his backyard, front yard, it looks nice outside, Senegea goes to the back. A few times he attempted to say something. It didn't work out. He didn't want to destroy the idyllic relationship. His wife says, we're making a bar mitzvah. It's going to be an open house. And the men are coming in the front and the ladies in the back. I'm horrified if my mother, my grandmother, my cousins, my sisters, my friends, hundreds of people are going to come into the back and see this chorva. You got to tell them to clean up the mess. You know, he's hesitating. They have such a good relationship. He's going to throw a monkey wrench. He picks up the phone. He puts it down. He loses the phone number. The wife finds it. Again, he loses it. Finally, she sits down. She says, the mitzvah is in two weeks. you got to do me a chesed. you got to tell him. Elamite's going to cost a couple thousand dollars to haul away the trash. We'll do it. But I can't have people coming in. It looks pashat gefelach, like a chovah. Well, he plucks up his courage and his wife sits opposite him. He picks up the phone and he says, 
Shalom and we're making a bar mitzvah. We'd love to you for you to come. There's a little issue I want to, I want to share with you. You know, your backyard is a little bit unkempt. Nishkefelech, nishkefelech, but it doesn't look so good. It's a bit of an ice, so we have people coming in from the back. I'm going to hire a crew. They're going to come in a dumpster. And, you know, I'll take care of the expense, and we'll clean up the backyard. There's silence on the other end of the phone. He says, that's it, I lost a neighbor. I lost a friend. It's gefelech. It wasn't kadeh holasik. His neighbor tells him, you know, remember you moved in, you did construction? For three months, the whole place was torn down and put back together again. Your contractor took all of the broken building materials and put it in my backyard. When the job was over, I approached him. I said, you know, this is your job. You're the contractor. You have to hold it away. Yeah, 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 yeah. A week, two weeks, three weeks, a month went by. He takes off. He got paid. Doesn't answer my calls. So I was tempted a few times. I thought to myself, maybe you ran out of money. It's like five, six thousand dollars to hold it away. So I'll wait. I'll wait. I'll wait. And you'll do it one day. You're coming to me to hold away the trash. It's your junk. It's your junk. Your junk has been stored in my backyard for six years. Rabbi say, the junk we see by Yenna is sometimes our junk. You better be very, very careful that it's not your refuse, not your junk that you're worried about. His midas, his halach yelech, his lack of tzitkis, you're just projecting yourself on him. Be very careful. First, hold away your own refuse, and then you can check the yena. Do we know what's going on in life? He was convinced that a tatlun, a tzaddik, and for six years, he let the place be a mess. New York City, not a tiny with the rats and the rodents, well, they was quicker right over there. It's your junk. And he's storing it in his backyard for six years without saying a peep to you and dubas to go. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire.org.